Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. What is up, everyone? It is uh, another episode of Intentional Grounding. I'm back. I'm back in the fold. It's been a minute. It's really been a minute. Uh, It's me, Solo Dolo. Y'all already know what to do. Y'all already know. So come on in. Come on in. Take a seat. Hang out with me. Man, I got got so much to talk about tonight. You know, it's, uh, it's my favorite part of the season where we talk about the NFL draft and we talk about Bills offseason moves. We got uh, the Bills release stadium renderings. We're going to take a look at those. We're going to talk about old Vaughn's recruiting efforts lately with uh, Derrick Henry. See what he see what's what's cracking over there. But uh, nonetheless, you are listening and watching the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. Make sure you like, follow, subscribe. To Buffalo Rumblings, you know, I'm going to be here all offseason long, giving you the latest and the greatest. You already know what to do. Also, I do have a uh, an Instagram page as well that I'm trying to, that I, I just started up, you know, uh, at Furrow Sterling. So you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Furrow Sterling. I'll leave that in the description of this video. So you can uh, make sure you uh, give, me a, give me a little follow, follow. You already know what's up. Uh, let's see who we got up in here today. Yeah, a little shout outs. Get some shout outs in here. Let's people start popping in here. All right. All right. So before we jump into all the things Buffalo Bills related, NFL draft related, I want to make sure that you guys know that this show is brought to you by slider shelf all right bills fans are your cabinets in need of a timeout say goodbye to fixed dimension options wasted space and long wait slider shelf offers high quality customized perfect 
fitting slide out shelves and cabinet organizers to make it easy to reach and organize the items you use most in your everyday life. Check them out at slidershelf.com. Use the promo code intentional grounding to get 10% off two or more standard slide out shelves plus free shipping. Visit their website at www.slidershelf.com and let them help you reach what matters. Yes, indeed. This show is brought to you by Slider Shelf. So, again, if you're doing a, a home improvement project and, and you need some shelves, you know, make sure you check out my guys at Slider Shelf, man. They'll get you. They'll get you right. Uh, as we as we pop up in here, as we as we do our thing today, you know, I don't know how you guys feel about the Bill Stadium, but you know, there's been a lot of talks about should it be a dome, should it be open, because part of the Bills' home, home field advantage is, you know, the wind and the snow and stuff like that. But the Bills don't seem to play well in those conditions, let's be honest. You know, in the last few seasons, uh, you know, it's like they struggled in, in inclement weather. But, you know, so BuffaloBills.com released their stadium renderings. I'm going to show you guys what some of them look like here. Uh, this is the first, the first look here. Um, so if you're if you're listening uh, on on podcast, you know obviously you can't see these, but you can go to buffalobills.com and you can uh, you could check these out. But these are the Buffalo Bills stadium renderings. Uh, I think that looks pretty good. Uh, I, I am curious to see how they handle the the tailgating because that's that's the main attraction when you go to a Bills game. If you've never been uh, to a Bills football game and hung out with Bills Mafia, uh, it is a party that starts early in the morning. And I guarantee you will – you'll probably be drunk by the time the game starts. Uh, here's another view here. I do like the, the big windows here and that giant Buffalo Bill on the side. Now, these are subject to change, but I think this is pretty much what they're going with here. Um, it looks pretty good, to, if you ask me. Here's a third one. This is uh, – I don't know. It looked like they got a. They put some Madden players in here, but put the stadium around, and uh, it looks pretty good. Uh, they get, you got the overhang there. I'm not sure how that's. You know, uh, I think that's going to pretty much help people who are in the upper deck. You know, I I hope they insulate it well. I hope it's heated pretty well. We'll see what happens. But uh, and then there's one more. I'm only going to show you four here. Uh, but there's a couple more uh, in their little slideshow. Uh, but yeah, man, this this looks pretty good. So the Bills would be, the Bills would be uh, doing the damn thing here in the, in the next few years. We got, <laughs> we got my guy Todd. Oh, Toddy, what, what's up, Todd? How you doing, bro? Um, anyway, so I'm excited about the stadium. I can't wait to get out there and, and check it out. Um, you know, I, I know, you know, the home opener which is always crazy. I know that's going to be uh, an event that's that's going to be wild. So if you have, again, you can go check those out at buffalobills.com. But, you know, it's time for me to, uh, you know, you guys haven't heard me talk about this uh, on this show because, you know, we we are just now picking up from the playoff season. But I've been on other shows, other podcasts, um, and I want to come in here and share with you all what my thoughts were on the Bills losing to the Bengals. Um, you know, I can't lie and say that I was uh, I was happy about it. Definitely wasn't happy about it. It, it kind of, you know, it pissed me off. I'm sure it pissed a lot of you off. I'm almost certain of that because we talk about it. But it pissed a lot of us off. And, and I just want to kind of uh, 
vent here on our Buffalo Bills. Now I understand that this is a this isn't a poverty stricken franchise. I also know that this isn't a losing franchise as as the Bills have been one of the best teams in the league the past few seasons. Um, I mean, this team was 13 and three last season. So I mean, I, I, in actuality, I mean, you, you it's okay to criticize the team, but be um, be realistic too, right? And so tonight I want to I want to definitely kind of be realistic, but I put a tweet out and, and you know, I was in my feelings, not going to lie. And I said that uh, I'd be OK if the Bills fired Leslie Frazier. And our offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey, that I was like, I was OK with that. And uh, how do you know if you were to ask me how I felt about that today? Uh, I've kind of calmed down on the fire Ken Dorsey train. Um, now if you ask him about Leslie Frazier, I, I would still can him to be honest, but as you know, uh, the bills, they definitely, uh, when it comes to coaching, they don't make major decisions. I, uh, I, I think Leslie Frazier will be a, a definite fixture, uh, for this bill's defense for the next, for, for the foreseeable future. Uh, they were going to fire him. They would have done it already. So, Obviously, Sean McDermott uh, and, and Brandon Bean and, and Terry Pagula are, are okay with the performance that the defense have, has had, right? And just so y'all know, for those of you who know me, y'all already know that when I go live solo, I always drink a bottle of wine. And it's 19 Crimes. And this show isn't sponsored by 19 Crimes. But no, I'm not an alcoholic, all right? Some of you are going to be like, an alcoholic? No, I'm not an alcoholic. But I do enjoy some wine, and I drink it out the bottle. It's ratchet. It is so ratchet, but I love it. Um, So, Leslie Frazier, um, let's talk about it. You know, the Bills gave up 27 points in this last playoff game to the Bengals. Um, you could tell that from the jump that the off the defensive game plan was was lacking. I mean, these guys uh it's it just it wasn't good enough i mean you know joe burrow i mean easy access throws all day long i mean the bills couldn't cover him. the bills can cover anybody so joe burrow just sitting back there just carving him up you know death by a thousand cuts death by a thousand five-yard catches or or a short intermediate passing game i mean it was it was brutal I mean, you you know, you you go back and watch the all twenty two. You saw guys seven, ten yards playing off. Like you're first of all, you're in the snow, so I I don't understand. Like, are you expecting them to go over top on you in that weather with that footing? I don't think so. Why couldn't you play more aggressive? Why couldn't you play more aggressive? It just seems that in these close games that where there is a quarterback who is above average, okay? Quarterbacks who are above average um, or, you know what, better than above average. I would say, you know, the top top 10 quarterbacks in the league, it's like the Bills just their game plan sucks on defense. It's not aggressive enough. Uh, you know, I, listen, man, you drafted Kyrie Elam. You barely played him this year. And I know, you know, we talk about, you know, the injuries and and all that. But 
there's no excuse, man. There, there is no excuse on the opening drive. I mean, what? what the, who, who? The tight end caught the first touchdown, or was that Jamar Chase? I think Jamar Chase caught the first touchdown, and, and it was without effort. I mean, it, it just it's brutal. The Bills' defensive line continues to be an issue. They can't get pressure on the quarterback. Let's not forget that the Bengals had guys, three guys from their starting offensive line out of the game. Bills couldn't generate any pressure up front. None. That's a problem. That is a problem. All right. I I, I don't know what to tell y'all. Um, kind of sucks. You know, you, you got, you know, we put so much emphasis and and we give Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano a lot of credit. And rightfully so. I mean, those guys, they play their butts off this year. But collectively as a whole, I think when it matters most, I mean, we're we're out there missing tackles. All the, I mean, it, it's just it's man, when the Bills are in, faced with these moments, you look at the Kansas City loss the year before, that was 13 seconds. Right. If you if you go back and look at the the AFC championship game when the Bills lost to the Chiefs, it's the same. It's the same thing. You know, the Bills spend all this money. On key defensive free agents. Or, or you know, when they draft and develop their own and sign, that's that's their philosophy. But where does it get them? All right, cool. You have a defense, you know, in the regular season that that that's top five, okay. But when it matters most, when are you when when is the bit when are the Bills going to scheme up a game plan that like when I what I saw from you know Lou Anamaruno from the Bengals, like there is nothing on the Bills from a coaching standpoint where you go, okay, this coach brings this to the table and I'm scared of it. Can you think of anything? Because I can't. What, what does Sean McDermott bring to the table that you go, oh, 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 my gosh, like the bills are coming? I can't think of nothing. What about Ken Dorsey? What does Ken Dorsey do that 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 has an opponent scared? Outside of Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, what, what, what does he bring to the table? I, I, I don't, I mean, I'll wait because uh, I can't find nothing. Leslie Frazier. I mean, so I'm not I'm not sitting here saying that the Bills are an awful team and they can't win and so forth. But I think, you know, the scrutiny that they're getting this offseason, I think it's fair. I think it's fair. And I think as a fan, you don't have to drink the Kool-Aid. You don't have to trust the process is what they're going to tell you. You could be a fan of the team and be skeptical of what they've done. You could be skeptical of the moves that they're doing. And we're just talking about coaching right now. Again. This isn't a bad coach football team, but when it matters most, they're not, they're not answering the bell. And and that's an issue. That's an issue to me. And I'm tired of sitting here, you know, just, just, just happy go lucky, you know, just, uh, you know, oh my gosh, you know, we're going to be okay. Hey man, we might not be okay. Not if it keeps going like this, how long, you know, how long are we going to sit here and be like, damn. Uh, we're just not good enough. It's just not good enough. I, w- I was in a meeting last week with my CIO at work. And for those of you who don't know, I work in IT. And uh, we've been working with this uh, this software, you know, that we've been having issues with for the past year or so. 
and uh, we got professional services, et cetera. And we were, before I got on the phone with my CIO, I was in a, on a, on a conference call in a kind of a workshop where we were going through some of the issues that we were having and fixing some stuff and et cetera. And we had one, the vendor on the phone with us and uh, you know, asked the vendor a question. I said, you know, you've worked with so many of these companies before that, that, that are using this software. Where do we rank in terms of our structure and how we have things put together? It was like, I would say that you guys are above average. And so because we're having so much problems with the, with the software and, and so forth, I'm like, you know what? Like, that's a win. Like, I'll, I'll take that as a win. And so I get, you know, get back to the story. So I, I, I get on the call with uh, the Zoom with my boss and he's like, I told him I was excited about it. And I told him, I said, yo, they said that we were uh, above average, you know, as, as far as our structure and how we've kind of how we kind of operate and so forth. And he looks at me, he goes, and you're OK with that, that you're just above average. And I was like, damn, like. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. No, I'm not okay with that, you know? He's a former college athlete, so we're both competitive. And I think when we look at this, this Bills team, when we, in, the, in the lens of coaching, is it good enough? Is it good enough? And, and and I'm afraid that that we we definitely have some 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 things to work out, some issues, man, that uh, that need to be addressed. That need to be addressed. I, I don't know if you guys know, but you know, the Eagles fired Andy Reid. They 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 got to a point where they said it wasn't good enough. And I know the Bills, you know, here, here's the problem with Bills Mafia right now. They'll say stuff like, well, you know, uh, who, who else are we going to get? Who else are we going to get as a head coach? I mean, Sean McDermott and these guys, they took us out of the, you know, they, they took us out of the mud when we were, you know, uh, had a drought baby. We didn't make the playoffs for 17 years. Who else are we going to hire? And I don't think we, we, we should have a poverty mentality. And I, I'm not sitting here and saying, you know, that we need to fire Sean McDermott. But I do think when it comes to expectation, I do think the expectations should be raised. I think things like 13 seconds, there's no excuse for. I think things like coming into a divisional playoff game at home against the Bengals and your offense puts up 10 points, that you don't make any adjustments after the first two possessions to play, you know, man coverage or tighter coverage and in, in, in the to, to stop the Bengals pass game I think that's a problem I think that's a problem so uh that's on the defensive side offensively you know you guys know that that I I'm a big fan of getting Josh Allen weapons and that's kind of where we're gonna we're gonna kind of get into our, our next topics here but but the bills need to get Josh Allen weapons so, you know, it, it comes down to outside of Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen, what do the Bills really have offensively? Not they, they, they really don't have an answer. I mean, we saw 
this season, the inconsistent Gabriel Davis, um, you know, try to step into that wide receiver two role. And, uh, you know, what we learned was, you know, his, his route tree or, or his route running ability is extremely limited. Uh, he doesn't separate well. And, you know, uh, he doesn't offer you much from in the short intermediate areas of the field. And his hands are questionable. I mean, he has one of the most unorthodox uh, catching points I've seen in a wide receiver. It's like his hands are flipped. Or, it's, it's so weird. But we saw him drop a lot of balls this year. He dropped a lot of balls. And uh, so you don't have a number two wide receiver. And you, you, you really, even though the Bills ran the ball better this year statistically, I think they still had some issues on the offensive line. Right? Big time issues on offense. Spencer Brown. Second year, where was his development this year? Now, I know he was coming off of back surgery, so, you know, his, his offseason was kind of hampered and limited. But, man, like, you, I, even though he came off, you know, an injury, you would expect him to play more consistently down the stretch, and I didn't see that. Issues at guard, right? We got issues at guard. Left guard to be exact. Came we, we went and got a, a Pro Bowl left guard. What did it get us? He was statistically, or according to PFF, or according to, to the trained eye, watching the film, he was the worst offensive lineman the Bills had in the starting lineup. He was the worst one. I'm going to see if I can uh, pull up what his PFF grade was on offensive line. But it, it wasn't good. It was not good. Um, what about Deion Dawkins? Now, I would say Deion Dawkins and Mitch Morse, I would say that they they were the, the better um, offensive linemen that we've had. Right? But I'm telling you, outside of that, you know, it was it was bleak. It, it was rough. It was really rough. Um, Mitch Morse, you know, we talk about Mitch Morse here for a minute. Mitch Morse was phenomenal. I mean, seeing this guy get to the second level was amazing. Was amazing. So Roger Saffold. <laughs> His PFF grade was a 44. That tells you how bad he was. Okay. Now that that's his total composite offensive grade. Okay. A 44. He in pass block, he was a 50. And at run blocking, he was a 43. A 43. That ain't gonna cut it, man. He had 1,000. 195 snaps. Okay, so that was the most on the offensive line. So, you know, uh, he even had more snaps than Josh Allen by one. Okay. So, I mean, consistency in terms of availability, I'll give him a pass. I'll give him a pass. But uh, 
outside of that, man, what 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 did he bring to the table? Like go, going into the season, I thought, okay, you know, at least he's gonna be um a, at least he's gonna be a solid run run blocker. At least. Give me that. He ain't do nothing. We got my, my guy Daryl right here, man. He says Gabe, Gabe can't run Chris Raps and catch it sideways. We need better. Weapons and protection should be the should be the goal going into the draft. I agree. I agree. I agree. Uh and we're gonna get into some 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 options here in a second. But the offensive line needs help. And and you know what? I am sick and tired. You know, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. All right. I I'd be okay if if the Bills spent a lot of their resources on the offensive side of the ball, right? You go get two offensive linemen. Go get a, a wide receiver or two. You have nothing there at guard. Right? Okay, Ryan Bates, move Ryan Bates back to left guard. Figure out your right, right guard and right tackle. I, I think Spencer Brown needs some competition. He needs some competition because uh, I, I'm sick and tired of, you know, and now you're going to hear I'm sick and tired, but I am, damn it. I ain't going to cap. Tired of this shit. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. Um, but go get some competition for Spencer Brown and right tackle, whether that's drafting a rookie, whether that's going to sign a free agent. Y'all, the Bills got to do something, right? But wide receiver-wise, what, what are the options out there? What are the options? You you could go sign Odell Beckham, right? You can. Now, I don't know what what is going to cost for the Bills to sign Odell Beckham, but even if you do sign Odell, you still have to draft a wide receiver. We drafted Khalil Shakir. The man had 10 catches on the season. 10 and limited opportunities. So I mean, at what here here's my question. At what point do you go, you know what, Isaiah McKenzie, <laughs> Isaiah McKenzie <laughs> over Khalil Shakir, yep, that's a great idea. Let's roll with it. <laughs> what? Even if, even if Khalil Shakir had issues learning the offense, et cetera, I'd rather have Khalil Shakir in the offense or getting those snaps that Isaiah McKenzie got because there's potential there. He is a better route runner right now than Isaiah McKenzie. He offers more. He has better hands. At least from a ball security perspective. Why why didn't the Bills start Khalil Shakir? Now, when he got drafted, you know, hey, I was excited. What, fifth round pick? I was excited. Brandon Bean was like, you know, that's it was that that's my best selection since Josh Allen. Well, your best selection since Josh Allen got 10 catches. Was it a trust issue with Josh Allen? I don't know. And, and we won't know. We will not know. But what was it? Same could be said for Kyrie Elam. Let's you know it's it's so it's so good to take a snapshot of draft night to actuality of what happened toward the end of, at the end of the season. End of the season says that the man came on. He he played well. Like we were you know fan wise, I know at least I was saying that the Bills should have uh, 
They should have been playing uh, Kyrie Elam a long time ago. Why did it take so long? Well, you know, they really like what they had in Christian Benford, and that's fair. Like, Christian Benford was a good pick, right? That, I'm, I'm totally fine with that. But you healthy scratched Kyrie Elam to play Dane Jackson. What? Make that make sense. It doesn't make sense. Now, again, we're just fans. I'm just a content creator, right? I I, I mean, I, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe there's something in there that they know that I don't know. I don't know. But Khalil Shakir played well toward the end of the season. And in the playoffs, he was probably more consistent than Tredavis White, who's coming off ACL injury. I mean, it's it just, it's so frustrating, man, when you put all this together. It's frustrating, bro. It's so frustrating, y'all. So, you know, it has me thinking, like, okay, do the Bills, are they afraid to play rookies? I don't know if that, that can't be it. I mean, when they drafted Tredavis White, Tremaine Edmonds, Josh Allen, they, I mean, they, those guys got some play, like, soon, really quick. James Cook is another. You mean to tell me that? Now, I'll give Devin Singletary, you know, Devin Singletary was better in short yardage, and he's better in pass protection. So maybe that's why James Cook didn't play that much, right? But James Cook was the better running back mid and toward the end of the season in the playoffs. He was a better running back. But Devin Singletary still started. I mean, when you look at, like, like I'm okay with if the Bills, in my opinion, like, I, in life, like, I'm okay failing if I know I gave I gave it my all, right? Like, I, I'll take an L, you know, I'll take it. Doesn't mean I'm, I'm happy about it, but I'll take it knowing, like, yo, I gave it everything I had, and this is the outcome, right? But the Bills, man, it's just like, it's just, I, I don't know, man. It's so much to be left on the table. And it's frustrating. And so we go, we're going into the offseason, and we got all these questions. Like, this is the first offseason where the Bills, I can look, I can look at their roster and say, the Bills need help outside of cornerback at every single position. Do the Bills need help at defensive tackle? Yes. Do the Bills need help at defensive end? Yes. Do the Bills need help at linebacker? Well, you're about to lose Tremaine Edmonds, so yes. And, and, and oh, don't get me started on Terrell Bernard. I don't know what the plan is for him. Horrible pick. I, I didn't like it when, it when he made it. I ain't going to cap. I did not like it. Now See, now I need a drink. I wasn't feeling it when, they, when he made the pick. Terrell Bernard. Come on, man. You might say, well, Sterling, you're just venting a lot. Yeah, I'm venting. All right. This is what we do. But let, let's let's go to safety. Yeah. They need a safety. Demar Hamlin. We don't know when he's gonna play. You're losing Jordan Poyer, so you need help with safety. Okay. Offensive side of the ball. Outside of quarterback. Well, you need a backup quarterback. Because, I mean, unless you resign Case Keenum, because Matt Barkley, you know, he ain't playing. 
at running back, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Naeem Hines. <laughs> Why did the Bills go get Naeem Hines if he if you're not gonna use him? Just for special teams. Like, <laughs> come on, man. But the Bills need help at running back. So you need a a do-it-all or a, a definite short yard is back because I don't think they're going to bring back Devin Singletary. And why would you bring back Devin Singletary? Right? A wide receiver, like, can we can we stop with the these, like, retreads of wide receiver? Man, like, I'm okay with bringing back Cole Beasley. Like, bring back Cole Beasley. That I'd be cool with that. And if you see me looking over here, it's because I'm on Instagram Live. But bring back Cole Beasley. And let him play the slot. I mean, you. I think you're, the Bills are kind of desperate for a slot receiver, big time. You got to let Isaiah McKenzie go. It, it's time to peace out, my dude. Peace out, my guy. You got to go. But it's safe to say the Bills need two wide receivers. What about tight end number two, outside of Dawson Knox? Yeah. Yeah, bring some competition in. So, I mean, you go through the roster and, oh, uh, sorry, offensive line. Yeah, you, you definitely need to bring in competition at right tackle. And you definitely need to find a starting right guard. Because I'm assuming that they don't bring Saffold back. Ryan Bates kicks the left guard. And then what, what are you going to do at right guard, right? You, you need So you need at least two offensive linemen. Now, you put all that together, that's a that's a hell of a lie. Oh, and by the way, the Bills are over the cap by 20 million, which they could create cap space to 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 you know to make signings and so forth. But oh, and the leader of your defense is leaving, probably, unless you franchise tag him, or do you really want to commit that much money to a, a linebacker, to a middle linebacker when you just gave Matt Milano the bag? I mean, there's so much I can attack in this or the underutilized heavy, uh, you know, the dude makes so much money, Dawson Knox, and you don't even use him. I don't know, man. It may sound that I'm being negative, but I I just I really just want to be I want to be honest about all this. I want to be honest, man. And I think, you know, the the sooner Bill's Mafia or as fans, we're honest. I think that's where you can kind of start to make sense of what uh what's what's happening right or, or what to expect i think that's huge um so weapon for josh allen so wh- what do the bills do to get josh allen some weapons so we talked about you could go get you know an old what does odell beckham bring to the table i think he brings you uh route running he he can get he can get open at the short intermediate and deep so he would be a good option for a stopgap number two. But how much are you going to have to pay him? Right? Don't know. I would much rather roll the dice and draft someone, uh, a Jalen Hyatt, in the second round. Uh, Zay Flowers in the first round. Jackson Smith and Jigba in the first round. Like, I would be okay if the Bills leverage some of their uh, capital and or, or or package Ed Oliver in a draft day trade or, or prior to if the Bills could trade down. Like, go get somebody. Got to do it. 
you know, our offense is predicated on, on, on all – it's all Josh Allen all the time, which is fun for us. And if you're a fantasy owner of Josh Allen, kudos to you. But in reality, it ain't, it's not, it, it is not a formula, a sustainable formula. It's just not. Um, what are some other draft options for the Bills at 27? Now, I'm not going to mention running back yet. So the Bills, uh, Roderick Jones, that offensive tackle, is an option. Jordan Addison, that wide receiver. You know, I don't think he makes it to 27. I, I think Jordan Addison is going to go anywhere from 12 to, 20, 12 to 16-ish. Quentin Johnson, you know, I think he's I, I think he's wide receiver one in this draft. Um, I don't think he makes it out of, the, out of you know, past 12. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba is probably – He's going to go in the 20s somewhere, but I think he might be gone by 27. Now, if the, you know, I, I think he would be the best uh, option at, at 27 due to availability. I mean, Jack, Jackson Smith and Jigs was route running. is probably the best in this draft, right? I mean, he's not a blazer, but what he does in the short intermediate areas to get open and, and break off, uh, you know, at the top of a route, I, I think it's, and his hands are great. And he's a Buckeye. Y'all know I'm a Wolverine fan, but he's a Buckeye. But I, if Jackson Smith and Jigba is there at 27, you go get him. Uh, you know, when you talk about, uh, you know, interior offensive lineman, John Michael Smith, go I, that'd be a, a viable option, right? DeWan Jones, another Buckeye from Ohio State. You could go grab him. Um, Zay Flowers, look, man. I'm telling y'all right now, you want to talk about a prospect that's going to rise up draft boards uh, in this draft process is going to be Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers is a is a 5'10 wide receiver, uh, Boston College. Look, man, I'm telling you, he he's a he's a he's a the way he plays in space. Get you some rack, you know the the Bills. When the last time the Bills had somebody that could really, you know, yards after catch, I, I think he could do that. Um, you know, I, I think he's a great fit for this offense. I think he's more competitive at the catch point than uh, you know, you know, your guy uh, Davis. I mean. I'm telling y'all, he, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna go up draft boards. Keep keep an eye on Zay Flowers. Um, you know, I do think I I think that Dewan Jones will be a good option at, at tackle. Like I just mentioned him. Um, they they should take a look. They should take a look. You know, there's there's notion Josh Downs. Yeah, Josh Downs will be great. Rasheed Rice and, and Jalen Reed, yeah, they would be later. I would say third, fourth, fifth round. Xavier Hutchinson, you could throw in there as well. Um, but I would be okay if the Bills did not draft a defensive player in this draft and they went straight offense. I know that's probably unrealistic, but I would be okay with that. And I don't, and I don't even care what they do in free agency. I would be okay if the Bills just went, let's, 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 you know what, let's do this. Let's let's go ahead and do this. We're gonna do a mock draft here on the show tonight. All right. And I already had this, 
I already had this queued up. All right, I'm gonna share my screen. I'm gonna share my screen right now. And we're gonna do this. We are gonna do this. So I'm gonna go. So this is the PFF mock draft simulator. Now, just keep in mind that the players and their in their their draft spots are gonna change as we get close to the NFL draft uh in April. But Let's let's we're gonna do the bills. We're gonna do seven rounds, and we're gonna make this quick. All right, we're gonna start the draft. All right, and we're the bills are picking at twenty-seven, and this is what's on the clock. All right, so the best player available on the board right now is Deontay Banks. That's a cornerback from Maryland. Uh, again, we're not taking anything defense. So so here's here's something that's that's pretty dope. Here's something that's pretty dope. So, but John Robinson is here at 27. And isn't this, look at God work. Look at God work. Well, I'll tell you what. Hey, so here's the debate. Here is the debate. And y'all need to see my face on this. So there is a lot of, there is a lot of talk about the Bills should not take a running back in round one. And I can I can understand that logic to an extent. But I do think that Bajon Robinson is a top three prospect in this draft, regardless of position. So for value's sake, wouldn't you want to have a game-breaking running back that would only make James Cook better? Just because you you have a do all everything back, you have two, three dynamic receiving options that, from the backfield that you don't use correctly, but you got three of them. So you would at twenty seven. Let's say the Bills took John Robinson. Okay, now if you haven't watched any any highlights of John Robinson, watched any film or watched a, a Texas Longhorn game, you probably should do so, and it might change your mind about picking a running back at twenty seven. But but John Robinson gives you contact balance, speed, vision, all the things. He he's probably the best running back since Saquon Barkley in 2018. So before I say we picked Bajon Robinson in this mock draft, let's take a look at running backs taken in the first round since 2015. Okay, so we'll go, we'll start with 2015. Todd Gurley, Melvin Gordon, 2016, Ezekiel Elliott. And in the second round, uh, Chubb was taken, okay, in the second round. 2017, Leonard Fournette, Christian McCaffrey. 2018, Saquon Barkley, Rashad Penny at 27, Sony Michelle. 2019, Josh Jacobs. 2020, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. 2021, Travis Etienne and Najee Harris. That's two. 2022, none. Right? So how many first-round running backs or do I have a grade on? I only have the John Robson. Jameer Gibbs is a second round, early second round draft pick to me. Okay. But Bajan, Bajan is dope. 
but John Robinson's dope. So for the sake of this uh, mock draft here, let's go ahead. We're going to let's go ahead and take Bajan Robinson. Let's do it. Okay, we're taking the plunge. All right, so Bills Mafia, you got yourself a running back. You got Josh Allen a weapon, regardless of position. You got him a weapon. Now, here we go. So, round two, pick 59, okay? Pick 59. You could take Andre Carter, who is a long uh, defensive end from Army. Okay, I think he's like six foot seven. So you 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 essentially be getting Gregory Russo number two. That's an option. Okay. Tank Dell at 37, which he's another guy that's gonna rise up draft boards. Uh or Josh Downs. So those are your receiving options, okay? Uh let's see. Okay, yeah. So those those are your receiving options, okay. You could take Rasheed Rice, but he's at 81. I think he could be there in the third round. Now, let's look at interior offensive line. You got Luke Weipler, center from Ohio State. Uh, Joe Titman is a very intriguing prospect. I like Joe Titman. All right, so. Oh, and Parker Washington. If y'all don't know who Parker Washington is, y'all might want to go check him out. He's pretty dope. Wide receiver from Penn State. So, for the sake of the draft today, I think I'd rather have Josh Downs than Tank Dell. So, you know what? See, this is the hard part because I know the Bills need help at, at interior offensive linemen. The Bills need help at tackle, right? They need help at tackle. They so I'm we're gonna roll the dice. Okay, we're gonna go wide receiver here. So let's just say the Bills take Joshua Downs, wide receiver, North Carolina in the second round. And here we go in the third round pick. Now I'm not doing any trades yet. We'll do those later. Okay. Now, so if you're look, Tank Dell is still on the board. How crazy is that? Tank Dell is still on the board. This is tough because I like Christopher Smith as a safety. Uh, Travis Hodges Tomlinson is a little small for me at cornerback. Sidney Brown would be a great pick. Sidney Brown uh, from Illinois would be a great pick. But what what do you do here? What do you do here? I, I'm perplexed. I don't know what to do here. But let's just say we go, the Bills need help with safety. So let's just say we go Sydney Brown, safety, Illinois. All right. That that fills a need. And I think the, the player that you get there is phenomenal. I, I think Sydney Brown would fit this defense. So in the fourth round, now. We got our running back. We got our wide receiver. Okay. Let's go. Let's let's look at offensive line help here, because I think this uh, this draft is offensive line heavy, right? You could find a guy in the fourth round. You could find a guy 
in the fourth round, and it's just not there. Like, the value doesn't match the need, right? So, you know what? Huh. This is tough. This is tough. I think the Bills need help at uh, interior defense line, so we're gonna we're gonna take another Longhorn, Moro Ajomo, defensive uh, defensive tackle. You can play that three tech. All right, here we go. Bills in the fifth round, pick one thirty nine. Who are we gonna get? Again, the offensive linemen are gone. Woo, tough. And I'm not just gonna reach. You know, that's when you get in trouble when you reach. Deuce Vaughn, Trey Dean, Stetson Bennett. Hey, man, I would not draft Stetson Bennett. My freaking life depended on it. Ah. You know, let's go cornerback here. When in doubt, go cornerback, man. You go get Ja'Cory and Bennett. Let's just say that that, uh, Christian Benford moves to safety. You're going to need a cornerback. So, I think Jacory Bennett could play in this in this uh, nickel cover two. I think he could do that. So the Bills get a cornerback in the fifth round, and we haven't taken an offensive lineman. All right, so the offensive lineman, the good ones are gone. But now this is where we might reach a little bit. Okay, we definitely need a guard. We need a tackle. Um. Let's let's go. Let's see offensive tackle. Trevor Reed. Eh. You get some upside. Let's see interior. Caleb Murphy. TJ Bass. This is tough. This is tough. But for the sake of take for this mock draft, we're gonna have many. All right. Let's let's go. Let's go Trevor Reed tackle. Okay. I, I think he's a guy that he's a little consistent. But um, I think, you know, pass blocking is, I think he can give you some upside. He's six foot five, 307, slender. He, he's, a, he's a decent athlete. He's not, he's not a great, he's not Spencer Brown in terms of athleticism. Uh, but I think he's a little bit more technically refined than Spencer Brown. Now, I think he can give him competition there. So that's why, that's why we took him there. Okay. So, and that's it. With no trade downs. Okay, so we get an A minus from PFF. Look at us go, y'all. Look at us go. Sydney Brown was our best pick. All right. Hey, that's not a bad mock draft, y'all. I'm just saying. That ain't bad at all. That is not bad. So. Zachary says, go John Michael Smith, future center of this team. So, yeah, I, you know what? In all actuality, I, I, you know, I could have just double dipped that wide receiver. We could have just double dipped there. And, and I think as we continue on, we're going to do mock drafts every week we do the show. Because things change. Free agency takes place. Uh, I think free agency is March 15th or March 13th. So we're, we're going to be doing mock drafts. This is what I like to do on my show. Because, you know, I, I like talking NFL draft. But, hey, 
that actually is the first PFF draft where I've gotten higher than a a, a B plus. We got an A minus on that. That that's a pretty solid draft. Like Sydney Brown, we we got Sydney Brown in the third, Josh Downs in the second, and Bijan Robinson. I mean, so you look at that. You get two playmakers. Two playmakers that will be a big addition to help Josh Allen. Okay, but John Robinson, I know everybody hates it. Why would you take a running back in round one? He's the top three player in this draft. Why not take him? You, you could actually hand him the ball off and not worry about it because he's going to make plays. Josh Downs is going to give it to you down the field. He he can he can short intermediate. I think he has a route running ability to uh, to help out there. Sidney Brown is a thumper. I think he's great in coverage. Moro Jomo, I think, look, he can play three-tech. He can spell out Oliver, see what they do with him. Jacorian Bennett, I think a solid corner for for, for uh, a guy that you're going to pick in the fifth round. All right? And Trevor Reed, a tackle, a little bit of a project there, but, you know, I think that's something that they could work with if they're going to go that route. So it doesn't hurt to take offensive talent. That That's my whole point. Like, the Bills continually just go defense, 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 defense. Like it just it gets on my nerves. Give Josh, don't be the Packers. Give that man some weapons. Give Josh Allen some weapons. Um, let's talk about, but you know, we got about 10 minutes left on the show. There was something that that I wanted to chat with you guys about before we before we took off. Um, you know, we're gonna look at this here. I wanted to talk about this. So we got Von Miller, our beloved Von Miller, hanging out with Derrick Henry, okay? Uh, Von Miller, since he's been a Buffalo Bill, has definitely recruited. He he was after Odell Beckham. I mean, you know, Von is connected in the league, and a lot of players respect him. So recently, Von Miller and Derrick Henry working out together. Von's coming off an injury. You know, Derrick Henry is just – a freaking he's a beast uh even you know people say that he's on the downslope but he had a great year last year for the Tennessee Titans and they're they're working out and and Bob Miller makes a post on Instagram that, that says at last underscore king underscore two which is Derrick Henry and he has eyes and he has a buffalo under it okay so I think it's believed that if you were to go get Derrick Henry if you trade for him, I don't know what the compensation would be. Maybe uh, a fourth and a fifth, a fourth, fifth, and a and a and a fifth of next year. I mean, you, you you're not giving up a ton, right? Would you take Derrick Henry for the next two years as a stopgap? Would you? I would, as a stopgap running back for two years. Absolutely, I, I make the trade today. And I know people say, well, why would you, ah, you know, you're you going to have people, all these GMs are going to tell you, ah, why you don't do it? I, I do it in a heartbeat. He, he's a bona fide dude. Derrick Henry is a bona fide dude, man. This thing, you have Derrick Henry and Josh Allen running over people in your offense. Now, if you don't get to John Robinson, right, if he – if John Robinson falls to you at 27, which I don't think he will, but if he does, you take him. You just take him. Now, of those running backs that I mentioned, how many of those guys are going to get second contracts with their team? 
So you, there, there, there is some pros and cons of drafting a running back at 27. Like the Bills draft, John Robinson, you're going to use him for four years, five years, and then you're going to let him go. I mean, that's pretty much the shelf life of running back. Now, if he's just amazing, like one of the top five players in the league, et cetera, then I think you justify paying him the money. You justify paying him the money. But if he ain't that, which I, I do think he will, but, man, how much is that going to cost? How much is that going to cost? I don't know. I don't know. But back to Derrick Henry, I, I'd do it, man. I, I'd make that trade. I would make that trade today. I ain't going to lie. Um, but there you have it. I mean, so tonight we we talked about Derrick Henry and, you know, what's his fit on the bills? You know, I, I think he'd be a great addition. Vaughn, keep recruiting your ass off, man. We need it. You know, bring all the good players to Buffalo. I, you know, the capologist, Brandon Bean, front office, make it, make it happen, Captain. You know, but you got to draft well. Because if you draft well, you don't need to, you really don't need free agency like that. You know, if you're drafting guys that can come in and play that, that are starters, which is hard to do, but the consistency in which they draft has to be better. This is one of the most important drafts, I believe, in recent history, recent memory, since they since Josh Allen was drafted by the Buffalo Bills. You the Bills have to hit on draft picks. That's what they have to do this season. They don't even have they might even have to do some some trade backs to, to get more capital or I don't know how they want to do it, but some more picks would be nice. I mean this isn't um <laughs> you know this isn't one of those uh those years where, you know, there's so many top end talent. I think there's a lot of good depth in this draft. Um, you know, my boy Spence in, in our group chat says uh, he, he wants Vaughn to be GM. Hell yeah, I do. Go, go get them all, dog. Go get them all. But wrapping up here, uh, just make sure you guys know that you are listening and watching the Buffalo Rumblings VidCast Network. This is uh, Intentional Groundings. I'll be here every Monday, every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Uh, we're going to be talking NFL Draft. We're gonna, I'm going to keep you locked and loaded on what the Bills plan on doing. Uh, you know, with free agency that's coming up. We're, we're going to be talking about all that. You know, we've got NFL Combine this week, so I'll be watching that very closely. I'm going to give you guys uh, my thoughts and reactions to all that uh, as the week goes on. Uh, make sure you like, follow, subscribe. Uh, go to my Twitter, uh, Instagram, at Furrow Sterling. You can find me on there. I will be posting content for you to consume. But uh, outside of that, man, y'all have a blessed week. And I'm out of here. Deuces.